The title in your bulletin for my little message today for you, I will read it to you. You, one of nine or one of one? How many of you have thought about the title? Only one person down here? Oh, okay. More hands went up. That's good. So at the end of my message today, you will find out if you were right or wrong. Ben has a big uh, smile on his face. I gotta get out my. There we go. Okay. Does Jesus expect us to be thankful, praiseful, grateful? Does he expect us to have these characteristics? How about to him? Does Jesus expect us to be grateful to him? Yes. How about thankful to him? Always. Praiseful. I hear Craig said always. Okay, so let's think about that a little bit today. As we go over some Bible texts and go over some spirit of prophecy references. Okay, Luke 17, 11 to 19. It's a famous story. It's a famous story of 10 men. I bet everybody, including Jedediah, can tell us about this story, right? Yes. Okay, let's, let me read it to you. Now, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, raised their voices, and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went along, they were cleansed. Then one of them when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell with his face to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to turn back and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to the man, Get up, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So, who do we see in this picture? We see gratefulness, like Linda just said. What else do we see? Worship, gratitude, and when we see Jesus, we automatically see love, do we not? Now I'm going to move the, I almost said slide, 
Only us older ones would know that one. I'm going to move to the next PowerPoint uh, slide. And I want you to think about the picture a little bit, and then I'm going to ask for your feedback. You recall the story of Mary. What did she do? She washed the feet of Jesus with what? Her tears, her perfume. Why did she do that? Say it again. Grateful. What was she grateful for? Because the Lord uh, forgave her, gave her another chance. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't express very well. You're doing wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So she loves him so much, and she was grateful all her life. And she knew he is the one who come to save people to save us. Amen. Thank you very much. You th if you think back in this story, when, you know, in the story there was some, there was a, there was a, a conflict between, see, who was it that had the party? I don't remember. Was it Simon? Simon. There was a conflict between Simon, and Simon didn't like what Mary did. And Jesus told Simon a little story about two people that owed something and they were both forgiven. But who loved the master more? The one that was forgiven more or the one that was forgiven less? Forgiven more. Now I want to take a little twist right now. And I have another question coming up on the screen, and I want you to think about it. Are we expected to be grateful or thankful to others? I hear several yeses. That's good. Okay. Remember the story about Rahab? Yeah. What happened with Rahab? Why does Rahab come into the Bible? Anybody want to say? I have some clues up here. On the left, before the children of Israel were going to cross the Jordan River and take Jericho. She lived in Jericho. What did Joshua do? He sent two spies to go check out Jericho. Isn't it nice to have some covert information of where you're going to be going and what you're going to be taking uh, control of? And those two spies went to Jericho. And they were hidden out at the house of Rahab. You remember the story, right? What does Rahab tell the spies? 
Do you remember what Rahab told the spies? Yeah. What? They went in a different direction. She sent them, what, the opposite direction? Before towards that. Before that? What did Rahab tell the spies? She was worried about her demise because she heard that uh, Jericho would be overthrown, and she offered to give them safe uh, safety out of the city. That is true. She could see the hand of God working with this foreign nation out there camping yeah. along as they moved through the wilderness. And she could see their God working for them. And the fear of Jericho was extremely high. On the six o'clock news every night, they had an update of where the children of Israel were at. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she also tells them that she believes in the God of Israel. She has faith in the God of Israel. And then she asks them to, do, to deal kindly with her and her family when the children of Israel finally get to Jericho. Okay? Now, would someone read to me up here Joshua 6, 22 to 25? Craig, you have the microphone. Go ahead and read it. Joshua told the two men who were spied who had spied on the land, enter the prostitute's house and bring out the woman and all who belonged to her as you promised her. So the young spies went and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her whole family and took them to a place outside the Israelite camp. Now, are there two groups of people here that are thankful? How did they share their thankfulness to the other group? Anybody? Keeping their promise? So how did Rahab, um, what did she do that was grateful to the spies? She hid them. That's true. Okay. How did the children of Israel in response honor Rahab for what she had done. They spared her and her entire family. Okay? So each group showed the other group gratitude, thankfulness, did they not? Who's out gleaning in the field? Who gleaned in the field in the book of Ruth? Ruth. <laughs> okay. Whose field did Ruth glean in? Boaz. Boaz. Okay. I put only two, three verses up here for you to... For, for us to read, but before we get to that point, I want you to remember that when Boaz saw Ruth gleaning in his field, what particular blessings did he give to her indirectly? Does anybody remember the story very well? 
Ben shaking his head. I, Jedediah, I heard a yes from you. Linda, take the microphone back there, Jedediah. Jedediah. Do you remember how Boaz blessed Ruth? He told the men to drop a few out of his out of their sheaves. That's right. What what else did he tell Ruth? I don't remember that part. To stay close to his men, oh, yeah. and they would keep her protected. To stay in his field and not go anywhere else. And then when Naomi hears about this, what does she say? I'll go ahead and read it for you. May he be rewarded by the Lord because he has shown loyalty to the living on behalf of the dead. Here Naomi is blessing with full gratefulness of how God has blessed Ruth through Boaz. Let's move right along. Romans. Remember the story of Phoebe. What does Paul say? Now I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church in Centrea, so that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and provide her with whatever help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many, including me. So here we have St. Paul. He's asking the church in Rome to help Phoebe because she has blessed the church there. Okay? Let's move on. Our time is running short. Okay, yep, we're on to 2 Timothy. One is Forrest. I guess that's how you might pronounce his name. Remember the story of him. Paul says, May the Lord grant mercy to the family of One is Forrest, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my imprisonment. But when he arrived in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well all the ways he served me in Ephesus. So we have this person whose name I have a hard time pronouncing. That sounds good. How do you say it? How do you say it again, Jedediah? Close enough. So what did he do? He did good things, and he was honored for it by St. Paul. Okay, when he was talking to Timothy. Now we have to Acts. Okay, we're at Acts. To remember the island of Malta. What happened as Paul was traveling and he was on that boat and he, be, and he came close to Malta? Anybody remember? A shipwreck. Shipwreck. There was a shipwreck, and all the people made it safely to the island. And on the island, there was a, a gentleman in charge of it called Publius. Publius uh, was like a, oh, maybe the mayor of the island or governor or something like that. And to remember what happened with Paul and the serpent, 
Yes, I see a finger. What happened? The snake bit. The snake bit Paul. And then what happened? He shook it. Shook it off, what, into the fire? He shook it off the into the fire. And, and the island people there saw what happened and they were waiting for Paul to die, were they not? Mm-hmm. Venomous. Very venomous snake. Paul didn't die, did he? Okay. And then all of a sudden, the people on the island felt Paul was very special, maybe even a god. Mm-hmm. So what did, what did Paul do? for the people there. What did Publius do? For three days, Publius took care of Paul and I presume the rest of the people that were on the ship that got shipwrecked. Okay? Paul even uh, laid hands on, uh, let's see, was it the father-in-law? Yeah, or the the father of Publius and, and made him get well. And other sick people came to Paul and they were also healed. Verse 10 up here says, They, the islanders, also bestowed many honors. And when we were preparing to sail, they gave us all the supplies we needed. Here is a big reward given Paul for doing good work. Um, The word honors here could be gifts, good words, respect, um, probably more than just something wrapped up with a bow on top. Okay? If you were grateful for someone that had done something great for you, how would you have showed respect and honor? Okay? We're going to go really quickly through some pen of inspiration through what Ellen White has told us about Gratitude, a little bit of praise. So we, other than the Bible, we're getting some Ellen White uh, quotes. She says, an Adventist home, many need to know to make home attractive, a place of enjoyment, thankful hearts, and kind looks are more valuable than wealth and luxury, and contentment with simple things will make home happy if love be there. Remember, God is love. And if we want God in our homes, we need to share love there. And we need to have thankful hearts. How many of you have been somewhere where people are not thankful? Yeah. Okay. Ellen White talks about the story of the vineyard in the Bible. Remember the vineyard owner that had to hire some people and he hired various groups of people throughout the day? Remember that story? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, who got paid the most? <laughs> Craig answered it differently than I was about to answer it. So Craig, say it again. Who got paid the most? The one who worked the least. The one who worked the least. The one who worked the least got an entire day's wage. Okay? Do you think he was grateful? Or they were grateful? Oh, I would hope so. How many of us like it when we get paid a little bit of overtime? I like it. I mean, I get a little bit more money. More money to spend on bills, I guess. But they showed their gratitude. 
Okay, and Jesus brought that up in the Bible, and so does Ellen White. Um, manuscript, page 61. Ellen White talks about Brother Whitney has received letters from Russia, from India, and from Italy. From parts of Italy, our people have never yet visited. They express great thankfulness in this letter for the signs. One from Italy wishes Brother Whitney to thank Sister White. So these people are given their thanks and appreciation, right? Yes. Next. And I don't remember what LT stands for. Anybody remember? Letter? Okay, that's easy. There in the middle it starts, Will you not seek to help him by showing appreciation for what he has done that has been a blessing to the cause of God in many ways? So her, her son Edson, I believe, um, had did some work. He was getting some discouragement apparently. And she wanted people to give him some praise and appreciation for what he had done. Okay? Does it sound something reasonable to you? It does to me. Okay, one more. Um, this is from F.E. Anybody remember what F.E. is? Fundamentals of Education. Thank you, Linda. I didn't remember. I just went into her, the white website and I got all my, my quotes. Um, I'm going to read it to you, but I want to pay. I want you to pay most attention to the last line. Okay. She says, "Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry." Do you know what she's referencing to? The guy that wanted to tear down his small storehouses and make bigger ones. The master who had entrusted to him earthly riches with which to bless his fellow men and glorify his maker, was justly angry at his ingratitude and said, this is what Jesus says, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then those shall those things be which thou hast provided. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Here we have an illustration of how the infinite God estimates man. An extensive fortune or any degree of wealth will not secure the favor of God. You can't buy your way into heaven. All these bounties and blessings come from Him, our Father in heaven, to prove, test, and develop the character of of each one of us. Okay? So it's really important for us to learn to give praise and gratitude and to receive praise and gratitude. We need to learn how to accept gratitude from others. So, on the bulletin this morning, Alicia Gill gave our opening Song service. Alicia, wherever you're at, thank you very much. Mary Angeline in the sound room, she gave our announcements. Mary Angeline, thank you very much. Jonathan, thank you very much. 
and Melissa for sharing your musical talents here at Crestline. Benjamin, thank you for giving the offering call. I like your offering calls. I like your offering calls better than my own. <laughs> Stephen, where's my friend Stephen? He is serving his mother, I suspect. Stephen, wherever you're at, thank you very much for helping out with the scripture today. And the children's story. Um, I don't know where Maddie went, but Ben, you contributed to the children's story. I couldn't see all those pictures of the fires, and I did. I see all the airplane one. Okay, so I want each of you to remember, in God's service, we serve God not to receive gratitude and pleasures, but we do it with a willing heart. And for everybody else that sees us working hard in God's service, you know, give other people words of gratitude and thankfulness. It's okay. That's what we learned this morning. But in Matthew 6, I think it is, Jesus tells a story about not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You remember that story? I think it was Matthew 6. When we do good for God's cause, we don't do it to bring glory and honor to ourselves. We don't take our money and drop it really high so it makes a bunch of noise when it falls in the offering plate. Or we don't stand on the corner and have big, loud prayers, do we? Okay. Did we learn anything today? Amen. The reason why this is this has been bugging me for a while. It, there, there were some people that seemed to not want to accept gratitude for serving in God's church. Um. So just remember, it's okay to receive gratitude and thankfulness for serving God. Let us pray. Jesus, you have given us example after example and words after words of how it is it very important to praise and worship you. And as we go closer to you, we get more of the love that you have for us in our hearts. This love, Lord, we need to pass on to our, our fellow man so that we can be your examples and show our appreciation for you. I say this all in your name. Amen.